We are kicking off the TurfNet Rising Stars Turf program here today. Our sponsors are Dryject and Earthworks, and our guest here today is Nate McKinnis of Muirfield Village Golf Club in Dublin, Ohio. Nate, thanks for joining us today. Hey, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to talking with you, John. So Nate is, as we've said, he's the uh, golf course superintendent at Muirfield Village Golf Club. You've been there since 2017. You were named the golf course superintendent under Chad Mark last year. That's quite a fast track compared to some of the wait times some guys are experiencing. Can you explain what that position of golf course superintendent there entails and how you've been on, how you've gotten on that fast track so quickly there at Muirfield? Yeah, you know, it entails um, encompassing the whole thing and a lot of preparing um, for tournament because, you know, the operation here, while it is 18 holes, just like a typical golf course, we also have the annual memorial tournament. And so it comes with a lot of planning and strategic organizing, you know, throughout the wintertime down one. So there really is no downtime with that. And the summer is just like another summer where you have 18 holes that you just want to make every day as perfect as it can be for its members. But I started, like we had just said in 2017 here as an intern, and you talk about how fast things get moving and how usually it's been taking a longer amount of time for people. I think it just goes to show that the program that Chad has, you know, getting people on the fast track to that next step and the people that were in my position before me, you know, four people within four years have gone on to become superintendents. I think that says a lot about Chad and the program that's here of developing guys. Now, you're both Ohio State graduates, you and Chad. Uh, but how, how did you meet? How did you make that connection? And there was an, an interest. Chad wasn't even at Muirfield when when you had made that connection, he was at Inverness and in Toledo. And then between the time you had accepted a position and, and then gotten out of Ohio state, uh, he had changed jobs and gone down to Muirfield. Uh, so you had a lot of really great options ahead of you. What was the choice or why make the choice uh, of, of going with a superintendent versus, you know, staying at a place like, uh, Inverness, which was just on the cusp of that great uh, and, and much heralded Andrew Green renovation. Um, so, you, you know, you, you really were in a win-win situation either way. What made you cho choose staying with Chad and going to Muirfield as opposed to sticking it out at Inverness? Yeah, it wasn't a quick choice. Was Joe Furco is the general manager at Inverness, and he was the general manager at Berkside Golf and Country Club where I was working during my time at Ohio State. And so that's where the connection began with Chad and Joe, you know, introduced me to Chad and I had gone there. And, you know, at that time, obviously Chad was building up his team there at Inverness and he wasn't thinking of going anywhere. He was trying to build up that team that he had, you know, talked to me about the program. And so that's how I got involved with that. And that was until the spring of 17 when you know, Chad called me up and said how he was coming to Merrifield. And I was like, oh, that's great. Good for you. And he called me to come check out the course. And, you know, at the time, my thoughts were just still going to Inverness. But while I have the opportunity, go check out, you know, Merrifield Village as well. And then it ended up being that, um, you know, it's up to you. You know, you could come here. You could still go to Inverness. So, I, like I said, took my time. And I didn't rush that decision. I 
listed all the pros and cons. I did my due diligence. And I mean, there is a ton of positives for each and zero negatives. So like you couldn't go wrong. You really couldn't. And some of the positives in life was, well, I went to Ohio State and I was still renting out. I still had my house that I was living in. Um, you know, Finley, it was, Toledo is really close to Finley, which uh, that's my hometown, but I thought just staying here, but also the, the career opportunities and the program that I know was, you know, being built to developing superintendents as quick as possible. And I mean, the opportunity as well, that it's Mirfield Village Golf Club, it's, you know, working for Mr. Nicholas and that stuff I thought was, you know, a once in a lifetime opportunity as well. So I jumped on board here. Now the, at, at Inverness, the, the, while Chad was still there, they had just announced that the Solheim Cup would be coming um, in mm -hmm. 2021, and they just are recently coming off of that. Um, and they eventually had hired John Zimmers from Oakmont, but that was not, I don't believe, had been announced yet by the time you probably made your decision. So I think there was, was there a lull period there when it, you weren't quite sure who the, the, the head superintendent at Inverness was going to be or, 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 and had you met with John at all or even discussed with him the possibility of, of going to it and staying at Inverness? Um, the news that John was getting it was towards the end when I was kind of, you know, making my decision so had I known him, would have been able to get to meet him and still too. I mean, he has a tremendous program. I mean, his career has been great and one of the well-known superintendents too. So, um, and it would have probably made my long decision even longer if I got to meet him. So, but yeah, I mean, I still got to just keep going forward is what I thought. And it was the biggest, the opportunity is what got me working at Mirfield Village and you know, for Jack Nicholas and, you know, that, sure. that I thought was a once in a lifetime opportunity. Now you've been on that career fast track there, however, and which on, on the positive side, you know, your career is really on, on the, the upswing. Um, but you probably have missed out on some of the, the, the learning that takes place being in that, that intern position or that assistant position that one normally might get over the course of several years. Um, so, you know, you, you've gone now from, from student, some somewhat from student to teacher um, and, you know, explain of, you know, how prepared you were and uh, I guess sort of the, the succession of people who had, had moved on, who were, who were ahead of you and, and, and what that's been like to, to, to go through the process in such a speedy fashion. So it was very speedy and I don't think you can be prepared for everything. You know, you just gotta you know, prepare as best as you can. But like you said, going from student to teacher, the thing is here, it's, you know, you don't, we don't give anyone anything that they can't handle at first. And, you know, we give them these first kind of assignments and I was given those and it's, you gotta take that and master it move on to the next and so you can be able to teach it. And it was a very speedy process going from interning, going to spray tech, and I would just take whatever was in front of me, just master and then be able to teach it and keep passing it down the line. So nothing was lost in translation either. And so it was the guys 
before me too. There's Kyle Seidel, Jared Waite, you know, James Bryce and Adam DeRossi who would teach me steps along the way, you know, when right. I was just beginning Kyle he taught me a lot. And then the year after Jared and, you know, working closely with James and Adam too, the past, the most recent years. I mean, I thought that really helped. Obviously they would prepare me for everything at hand. And so you just got to be you know, ready to step up, I guess. And, you know, when I'm able to master something and can teach it on to the next person, I think that, you know, we'll say a lot, but, you know, you also can't got to be mindful that, you know, control the mistakes, you know, the minor ones that are okay, but don't let them happen again. You know, don't let something happen twice and really learn from reflecting everything that you can from the little mistakes that do happen. Sure. And so explain to us, is this a byproduct of the way Chad trains his people that helps prepare them to for that next level of their career so quickly? Or is it a byproduct of the type of person he selects for those positions or some combination of both? I mean, probably a combination of the both, I'd say, but it does all start from the top. It truly does. And how he wants each person to develop into the best individual as they possibly can. And, you know, how I said starts at the top, that only goes down the line where you want each person to be not just the best worker that they could be, but just the best person overall. And that's where it's all derived from. And that's what creates the culture that we have here, too. It, it all starts from the top. Explain to me a little bit about when when the two of you met and what was it about uh, him as a as a person as a golf course superintendent and the way he conducts business that you thought coming out of Ohio State as a recent college graduate that this was going to be the right fit Jack Nicholas and Muirfield and the history aside just as as Chad is the person you would be working with every day what was it about him that made you think mm -hmm. that this was going to be the right fit for you at first notice I could tell from his energy I mean he had a lot of enthusiasm and just his professional demeanor as well I mean I got to learn more and more from him but those three aspects and you know you can see that's kind of infectious too but i also learned just you know keeps up the fast pace keeps up the hustle i mean he stays with innovate he keeps up with innovation too which you gotta be mindful especially in this industry but i mean i could really tell he was very relatable when i first you know talked with him and i could tell that he was a good leader and a mentor i mean for anybody I, that was almost in, instantly that i noticed that when you were coming out of Ohio State, you and I had talked a long time ago, and I, I think this might have been at a, oh, shoot, I want to I say it might have been at a golf industry show, perhaps in San Diego, or, uh, and, and I was asking you about what your career aspirations were, and there is... Um, uh, there's a local golf course here in Finland. I live in this in your hometown and there's a local golf course here. Um, mm -hmm. Hillcrest, I believe that you would, in, which was, uh, I mean, it's a great little local place. Um, I believe, uh, uh, multi-course owner, they, the, the gentleman who owns it has several courses in, in this local area within about a 20 or 30 mile uh, radius. Um, 
but you had expressed an interest one day of I'm going to be the owner of that golf course. And when you look at, and, and, and no slant against uh, daily fee golf courses, they're the, they're the backbone of the business for sure. But when you look at that and then look at where you landed right away out of school, how does, what, take me from, from then in like, you know, 2000 and, 19 or whatever that was or, or 16 or something when we had that conversation to where you are now and how your career goals change. Yeah, I do remember that Hillcrest as well. After coming here, I look at it a little differently because it was, I mean, nice public course where, you know, if people Finley, if they just wanted to go play for a quick round or something that they could, you know, and, I've always had a dream of one day building a golf course and really making it the best piece of property that it could be, you know, but then after coming here, I learned the resources allocated to that while they can be extensive. So it kind of drew back and, you know, there was a uh, small little project that I did in some downtime where I looked into it and creating a business proposal. But I mean, coming here, you, you really see, I mean, the whole picture, because we also the renovation. So you, you really notice how, you know, maybe it's still in the books that one day I do, you know, I thought about doing it in Finley. Obviously, I grew up there as well, and I love the city, and I just thought it would be something neat for the people there. What's it like working, ultimately working for Jack Nicholas? who takes it's it's well known how much pride he takes in that property and how he likes to show it off to people when he comes into town and how much that you have to have it ready for him to just drop in any day that the place is open there's the possibility he could he could show up um there has to be an, a, a little bit of pressure that comes with that, but also some excitement that comes with knowing that this is Jack Nicholas. I mean, it's arguably the, the, the most successful golfer who's ever played the game. And here I am, I work at his property and he, like I said, he can show up any day. And is, is there any kind of a signal that goes out? You know, the Eagle has landed when he arrives on property or anything like that. And so we'll, but just tell us a little bit about what it's like working for him and having the place ready any time that he just happens to show. Well, first off, it's an honor to work for him. Like you said, there comes some of that pressure. Yes, but there's that excitement as well that you just want to have everything wall to wall perfect. And if you see something out of place, you know, go ahead and take care of it. And it's not just, you know, a couple people, it's everybody from all the way at the top to all the way at the bottom. If, if you're able to generate that culture, even the seasonals that if they see something out of place, they'll take care of it or they'll let you know. I mean, then you're just going to be, you know, golden bear ready, as we call it all the time. And it's historical too at times because we did Jack's last bite of the apple which this is his home course in the renovation of 2020 was so grand because it was kind of the well this is the last shot if we want everything done to a perfect way this is the time to do it so that's why we just increase and in, you know all the changes that he wanted to make and it was 
very neat and an honor as well to see that and be a part of it. Yeah, and that was a, a pretty well publicized renovation. I remember on the last day of the tournament on television, as the last groups were coming up through the back nine, they showed you guys on the front nine stripping the uh, the the tops off the greens. Um, you know, it's not uncommon for uh, large scale renovations at places that host a PGA tour event to start the following day. I'm not sure I've ever seen one that started before the last round was even over. Uh, what was the rush to, to get things going in that one while play was still uh, ongoing during the tournament? Well, we had a shorter time to, you know, complete the renovation now that the tournament's got moved back, but we had LaBar on property and Miss Nicholas was on property as well. So we took two of the greens that weren't going to change so much and stripping the sod off that and reshaping the grade so we could get approval from Mr. Nicholas because every green before we laid sod, we had to get approval. We couldn't waste a moment. So any given you know, chance that we had, we had to take it. And that's why we did it. We didn't do it all for TV, I promise. We're trying to be as productive and efficient as possible. Well, there's this excitement and this, this, uh, that, that comes from working for Jack Nicholas, you know, obviously somebody in Chad's role, his job is to get you ready and push you out of the nest and to develop you to go on and, and grow your own career. Um, so even though you're in the early stages of your career, what, what's next for you? What are your goals five years down the road, 10 years down the road? And, uh, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't even go farther than 10 years down the road because I think it's impossible to plan for something like that anyway, but just what is it that you look forward to accomplishing throughout the rest of your career? Well, the first thing that's right in front of me is the Memorial Tournament 2022. And I want that to be, you know, as pristine as possible. So we're going to work together as a team and, you know, tackle on that. And five years down the road, you know, I plan to see myself as a superintendent, you know, at my own course. And I'm not just trying to rush it, though. You know, it, the right things will come into place. And I'm not just going to try to reach for something and, if I just keep focusing on what is right in front of me, then the events will just play out as they should, mm -hmm. you know, and I trust in the process, you know, I've learned a lot of valuable lessons from Chad, you know, much about the work experience, but also with life as well. And, you know, as a leader, I, he's a great influence on me and heck of a role model. So I look up to him and I'm just trusting that whatever does unfold here in the future that, I mean, it'll be the right thing maybe take us through your time at Ohio state and some of the people you studied under there and how the program there helped prepare you for where you are today. I mean, Dr. Danaberger, Dr. Gardner, Pam Sherritt, you know, at the um, turf farm, there's Matt Williams as well, who kind of coordinated with the turf club and Dominic Petrella was um, they're researching and now he's actually back teaching at ATI. I mean, right. so there was a lot of great people in the program that it really taught me. And I mean, I keep the books that I have from uh, Dr. Gardner and 
um, a lot of what I learned from was um, for the turf bowl actually for Ohio State our kind of goal was to do as well as possible for that but that was the you know largest test that they had covering all facets of golf course maintenance and so we would really lock down with Dominic and Matt and Dr. Gardner and so they they prepared us for a lot of the ways and then I also had a business an agri-miner business um and i think that helps too because at the end of the day it's not just the golf course it's like the business opportunity as well so being able to have some background in that i, I thought was a huge help i mean ohio state's program is tremendous i think it's only getting better as well while you were a student at ohio state you had the opportunity through uh actually th through TurfNet and the turf and uh, ornamental communicators association to spend a summer in ireland uh working at a golf course over there what was the golf course you worked at and how did that time over there what were what were some of the things they were doing differently that helped you agronomically and what was the experience like just to be away from home and in another country for a summer that helped you grow uh personally as well just to because it's, it's not like you can just you can't jump in the car or jump on a bike and go home you're there mm -hmm. oh that was a once in a lifetime opportunity i mean i remember that experience like it was yesterday but that wouldn't have been possible without the house and mike o'keefe talking and then with TurfNet, you know meeting yourself and john kiger and peter and john kiger kind of just you know, let me know all the positives of working in Ireland. And then Toko was a huge help to help get over there. But that experience was something that I'll never forget. Um, it was such a different setting, you know, to what I've known here in America, because that crew was, I mean, even smaller than smokers we have, you know, they're, what they had, it was, um, you know, all they needed, but the whole um, links initiative. So I worked at County Louth Golf Club in Baltray, Ireland, which is right on the Irish Sea. And it was a true links course. But what system they have there is kind of a minimalistic approach because the climate, everything is just perfect for cool season. It was fescue all around. I mean, one of the most beautiful places. And I got endless pictures about it. But, you know, they did a lot of similar things. Um, their spray program might have been a little different because they don't have as many products as we have here. But at the end of the day, the results are still the same to provide the best golf course, you know, for its members and the tourist attraction there as well. There's buses of tourists coming in all the time. And um, I thought that opportunity not only taught me about working on a golf course, but the amount that, that taught me in life, though, too. I. I can't complain about that because that was a really kind of growing up period in my life. And, you know, you are on your own and there's, you can't swim back home. That's for sure. Well, Nate, thanks for joining us today. It was great catching up with you. Absolutely. And thanks for having me on and good to catch up with you as well, John. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.